Today's episode is sponsored by Feather. Feather provides digital marketing tools and strategies for nonprofits of all shapes and sizes, including the Humane Society of North Central Florida. Stick around for the break to hear how Feather powered their $300 digital ad campaign that raised nearly $6,000 in just one day. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Happy Friday. Hey, everybody. Hi, Julie. Hello. Welcome back to Podcasting for Good series. Y'all, the series is winding down. We're kind of feeling sad about that. It is our fifth week teaching you everything we know or most of everything we know about podcasting. It's just been so fun. I hope you've gotten a ton out of it. I have to tell you that I am mourning the fact that this podcast series is winding down. We have had so much fun with it. The feedback that we've gotten from the community has been so encouraging. Thank you to everyone who has leaned in and has been talking about creating shows. We're so excited. Or if you're doing a limited series, but today we're going to be diving into the, okay, you pitched and your pitch was accepted. You are going on a podcast. Now, what in the heck do you do? Don't you worry. We got your hand. We're going to be pumping you up and we're going to be giving you all the tools today. And I mean, let's start with an attitude of gratitude. If you get the yes that you're invited on a podcast, it's time to celebrate. Like that's so huge, right? Where is the clapping soundtrack, John? (laughs) We like need to have a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, seriously, we've talked a lot about thought leadership this season of the podcast because we believe it is an untapped resource. We all have stories to share, especially those that are on the the front lines of our missions. We want to encourage you to share those stories. So if you're on a podcast, if you're going to be interviewed, what an amazing opportunity this is. So we want you to maximize that. So we've put together our best advice. And now we've interviewed, what, 200 plus people since the show launched. We've done tons of individual podcasts too, and we've guested on shows. So we've corralled all that into our best advice for getting prepped, feeling confident, and like slaying it the best of your ability. So where do y'all want to start today? I think we got to start with like, how do you prep? And I know you're going to appreciate this, John, because you're always about goals, research, but we really need to talk about how do you prep for the show? And here's one thing that we would say. One, you got to do your research before you go in. Definitely research the show, listen to a couple of their episodes, get a sense and a flavor of how they flow, how they talk, how they engage their guests. I would also say if you're going to talk, if they're interviewing you because of the organization that you're in, really think about who is the most engaging person in your organization, who is willing to get personal, who can roll with the punches if they get a zinger of a question that comes in. Those people are going to be more dynamic and more charismatic on a podcast. One of the other things I'll say is that you need to have some stories in the queue about either yourself or your mission, whatever you're talking about. And details are going to be absolutely key here because podcasting is largely an audio um, platform. And so we need to bring the visualization of these stories to the audience, bring in details, 
bring in elements of who the person is, what the place felt like, were there smells, were there, you know, what was the feeling? Was it cold? Do they have a name? Make it human. The more vulnerable that you can be in storytelling, the more you are going to connect and relate to the person on the other end who feels like they are there meeting that person, meeting that moment. Another thing that would be a great tip for you is come prepared because you want to bring value. You don't want to just talk. You don't want to just pontificate. People come to podcasts to learn. And so bring your value, bring your points. I would say a really great thing to do is bring a resource. If you have a freebie, if you have something that you can offer um, from your organization, from yourself, bring that because hosts really like it as an additive. It's something that enriches the content and it gets people activated. There's a reason that you want to get people People to come to your website. I know you've heard us harp on this forever, but in this conversation, as you're prepping for the show, make sure that your website looks great. If you're going to be pointing them to a specific page or maybe a landing page, make sure it looks clean. Make sure it's easy to get to. Do not give them in a really extended URL because that's really hard to say um, when you're in an audio platform. And then just come with a way that you can be prepared to to connect. We want everyone listening to find ways that they can connect with you. Know where your social channels are. Give them your email address if you feel comfortable with that. Definitely give their website in a way that you might be able to connect either with them on social or if it's through your website, definitely need to grab that email address. And as far as prepping for your content and just as the editor side of things, just a couple of tips I have. Um, Every producer will prep you differently. So just kind of go off their lead or if you need more preparation, um, absolutely email and ask for questions, talk through the topic beforehand. However you best prep, obviously leverage that, but just know every producer of every show may prep you a little different. A week or two out from our episodes, recordings, I send all the questions, all the details. I get really nervous for interviews, so I think I project that when I'm prepping people. I want them to feel as prepared as possible. Um, And I want it to feel like we're co-building the episode together. So hearing the initiatives that people are working on, don't be shy to share that you have something coming up that you're launching because the guest is going to want to help you highlight that. And then as far as to get the best audio and video quality, just make sure you have a good mic, even if you're just using your AirPods or something. That's better than just having kind of an echoey room sound. And obviously find a quiet place. We've had a couple people call in from their offices or from cool parts of the world. And if you're in an area that's loud or has some of our New York friends have some cabs in the background, those can obviously... <laughs> Ambulances. It actually endears us. I know. I It's dreamy, but we can always edit those out. But just try to find the most quiet place that you can. We had someone call us from their closet. So (laughs) just find a quiet place with some good lighting and communicate beforehand what you need with the producer. And so many of the big podcasters talk about that, you know, definitely podcasting from their closet. So embrace it, you know. I love it so much. So, okay, we're going to dive into just some mindsets. I think this is so key. We talk about mindsets a lot in fundraising, and the same is true with podcasting. We're always taken aback because you know, we know what it's like to feel like imposters. You hear us say that and we start to have called it out, you know, when we're feeling that on the show too, but it's universal. You know, there's a lot of times that we don't feel for whatever reason that we deserve to be in this space. And so we want to help you dispel that. You have been invited to come into this place. You are an expert. You are that, like embrace that, embody that and channel that. And 
we're not testifying before the Supreme Court. You know, this is like a conversation. <laughs> so when you like bring the humanity, bring the conversation style, which is everything Julie said about getting prepped with the producer, I think is so smart because you want to come across conversational. And so if you need, if you haven't met the host, it'd be great if you have a chance to meet the host beforehand, or at least definitely get a feel for the show because it just rolls so much more casually when you um, already know each other on some level. So I want to talk specifically about just this scarcity mindset of, you know, being stressed that we're about to go live. You know, I remember Becky and Julie and I were just laughing a minute ago of the first day that we walked in to record, you know, I would love and to be we, a fly on the wall. Yeah, we were back. petrified, If you could have right? felt my heartbeat, like just going 90 to nothing. And the first one we recorded was Chris Fox. Chris Fox, you are awesome, such Chris. a good man. And we literally <laughs> thought, if we mess this up, Chris will be so forgiving and kind. And it was actually really easy to get in flow. Yeah. like, But the most intimidating thing was definitely pressing the button and just rolling with it. And that's really what you want to do. So some advice is you want to show up with energy. And our physiology, the way we like show up physically is really a big part of that. So getting excited. If you need to do some jumping jacks to get the energy flowing, like do that because you don't want to come across just bored by your own thing that you're talking about. If you don't bring the energy, how are you going to translate that to the person listening? And just also the more that you're prepared, the more confident you're going to be. And the same is true for us too. You know, when we were recording the first round of pro workshops, our good guides for our, we are for good pro platform. I mean, it was scary. It was scary sitting in front of a camera with limited time, but if we could get out of our head long enough to remember, we love this content. Like we believe in this. We've seen it. I have stories. I have personal experience. And if you can channel in and get tap into that place, you're so magnetic whenever you can get into flow. And we keep talking about flow. And I love that for this conversation because that's where you want to get. Also, just some pro tips in here. Before you get started, it's totally fair to say, hey, can you let me know when we actually start recording? Because <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of people that look petrified when we start to interview them. And we're going to just talk for a few minutes as we get things set up. And so it's nice to know when the actual starting place is so you can just ask your question to get kind of some of the nerves out if you need to. And just embrace that. You know, we're all kind of in the same place and you're going to get better um, as you go. This process is like a muscle. The more you do it, the stronger you're going to get and the more you're probably going to enjoy doing it too. So just lean in and don't let your mindsets hold you back. So just to close out kind of this prep section before your interview, we've kind of mentioned this already, but I just want to lift it one last time is really leverage storytelling. I think some of our very favorite interviews and conversations and even some of my favorite just coffee dates and hangouts with friends, always it's because there was a really amazing story that was shared. So with that, it takes a little bit of reflection. Don't just show up the day of. Some of you may be great at that, but some of it you need to reflect on some of these key stories and be able to articulate your own story and connect it to what you're teaching. I think we've seen people combine their stories with what they're teaching in a really powerful way. So take some time to reflect and really spend time thinking before you show up to the actual interview. I love that. Can I also say like, figure out how to tell your story without it taking 20 minutes, you know, because we all have really incredible stories, but learning how to like edit it and really get it to you know, a succinct way to really get to the emotion or the feeling of the breakthrough. It's just going to land so much faster if you can, and you can fastly tell it. Julie, I love what you said, which I thought was such a good pro tip is connect your story to the mission. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're standing up there and being paid as an employee, but it's a whole other ball game. If you say, this is how it's impacted me. 
this is how I see this benefiting the world. And I am lucky and blessed enough to get to pour into that every single day. So I think messaging is a great transition to get into right now because we want your messaging to be really succinct, but we want it to be impactful. So start a dialogue before the interview begins. Like talk to these people a couple of weeks, a couple of days beforehand, whether it's the host or the producer, and get a vision for the episode and how you can be prepared. A lot of shows organize a list of pre-questions, and Julie mentioned that we do that. We like that because because we want our guests to feel prepared and confident when they come in. And once you have those questions, do some research to ensure you're up on the latest trends, what thought leaders are thinking, bring in statistics that help verify your points, um, make sure they're factually backed, and just put your insight out there. And I would say just a little pro tip here, if there are if there are things that you absolutely want to get across, make a list of them. I would not recommend bringing in a script, but I would definitely recommend bringing in a couple bullets. And if you have, I I would say no more than maybe three to four things that you absolutely want to get across, write those down. You know, whether it's pushing somebody to your website or talking about an issue that's not discussed enough or getting some awareness on a topic, put those goals down that you absolutely want to get across and make sure that you thread them in your messaging. One pro tip here on messaging, and I'm not saying this is the right way to do it, but it's just what we do and I feel like it's pretty effective. I try to focus on about three key topics that we're going to dance around in the interview. So John and Becky don't have a list of 20 questions that we have to hit in every interview. But after spending like an hour researching the guest, I can kind of get a feel of these are some of the three key topics I really think that they could speak to. And also on the flip side, if you are a guest, you can tell the producer those key topics that you really want to dive into. So instead of sending a long list of all the things you could talk about, maybe there's three or four things that you feel like you can really confidently speak to and you can help develop that narrative. In a 45-minute window, there's probably about three key things we can dive into. And this is what I'd like to speak to. Just from a producer side, that helps me a ton. Yeah. And I mean, to thread our conversations, when we were talking about pitching yourself last week, those are some of the things that you would include. Like these are the topic areas that I'd love to share. It's I've noticed it's a gap in your show. That's the kind of thing that's really going to catch the eye and be meaningful to a producer or to the host. So let's talk about really nailing the interview. You know, all this has been so good with prep, um, but you want to be able to do your homework. And I think the best way to do this with podcasting is to binge some episodes, you know, get a feel for the flow, get a feel for what are the commonalities among interviews. It also gives you a point of reference. I know when we have guested on shows, it feels good to be able to show up and say, hey, you know, reference something that came up in an episode a couple of weeks ago. It makes the entire experience more engaging for the host and for you and for the listeners. Because if you think about it, you're coming into someone else's house that has listeners that are that love that host. And so if you can reference other aspects about their life or their stories that they've told, you're going to be a really great guest um, into the ecosystem and have a lot more equity with your listeners too. You just want to be human. You know, we talked about this a lot today, but sharing your vulnerability, sharing your passion and your story, Jess Ekstrom, I'd go back and listen to her episode. She was on the the podcast a few weeks ago and she called me out. If y'all remember this, it was hilarious. I was like, Jess, you're being so humble. Headbands of hope. 
was this huge success. And she's like, Hey, thanks for the kindness, but that's not true at all. <laughs> like <laughs> it was this long slot. And she, you know, she affirmed that, yeah, ultimately it was, but she walked us back through that story and it landed so deep because she took us back to the vulnerable place. And so it's easy to just want to talk about the high moments, but those are inroads that you can really connect with people if you give them a peek behind the curtain. So don't just rest on the laurels, I think is a really good piece of advice. And then try not to read your notes. Like Becky gave great advice to have a few things you definitely want to hit. Knowing what you want to talk about, but not just reading it is a really great advice. Um, And something you may notice we do is, you know, before we ever pressed record for the first time, we were really clear on our values as a team and just for what we are for good stood for. And they're like our heartbeat. Like we love this stuff. And you've heard us unpack these core values because they're so true to us. Like we thread those all the time. It's like eight things that come up all the time. And I think the same is true for you. If you kind of reflect, what are the core values? What are the core beliefs you have? Find ways to share those throughout your story. And it gives you something, um, a point to come back to that you're really passionate about, which I think is helpful. But it also is something that you've really fleshed out in your mind. So you can easily talk about it in a lot of different ways and a lot of different contexts. So I love threading values. We try to do that whenever we are guesting on other podcasts too. Hey friends, this episode is presented by Virtuous and they just happen to be one of our favorite companies. Let me tell you why. You know we believe everyone matters and we've witnessed the greatest philanthropic movements happen when you see and activate donors at every level. And here's the thing, Virtuous created a fundraising platform to help you do just that. It's much more than a nonprofit CRM. Virtuous is committed to helping charities reimagine generosity through responsive fundraising, which is simply putting the donor at the center of fundraising growing giving through personalized donor journeys, and by helping you respond to the needs of every individual. We love it because this approach builds trust and loyalty through personalized engagement. Sound like Virtuous may be a fit for your organization? Learn more today at virtuous.org or follow the link in our show notes. Hey friends, are you ready to take your digital engagement to the next level, but kind of feel stuck about where to start? Let us introduce you to Feather. Feather is an amazing tech startup focused on making nonprofit outreach more impactful by connecting you to your audience, wherever they are online. From fundraising to program awareness, they've got you covered. And rather than tell you, we just wanted to show you. For years, the Humane Society of North Central Florida has participated in a local online giving day called The Amazing Give. It's a competitive landscape for donations. So in 2021, the Humane Society knew they needed to stand out in order to maximize donations. For $300 in ad spend, their retargeting ads brought 119 visitors to their Amazing Give donation page and generated nearly $6,000 in donations in just one day. With Feather, a small amount of ad spend can go a long way. Learn more about their solutions for nonprofits at feather.co. That's feather without the last e.co. Now let's get back to this amazing conversation. I want to share just a couple of other things that you can do to really be prepared. And if we haven't said it 10 times, I'm going to make it 11 right here. Share stories, case studies, examples, talk about na- people use their names or use a faux name if you can't use it because of 
confidentiality or privacy, people remember details that are very nuanced. And I, I think about somebody like Courtney Bullard, who came onto our podcast. We had a great conversation about her organization called The Pearl House. And it's a beautiful school for Ghanaian girls over in Africa. And I remember that story that she told um, on that podcast. I know you guys are nodding right now because there was a moment where she talked about throughout this entire conversation, how badly these girls wanted to come to the school. And she talks about the hardships of their life and how the school is so much a sanctuary. And I can still hear her telling this story about a girl driving up in her car for the first time to the Pearl House and all of the girls spilling out of the building and they completely surround the car before it is even stopped and they are banging on it and cheering and welcoming this girl. And and the look that you can imagine is on her face in the car. I feel like I see her. I hear the rowdiness of that. I feel the love. It's like, how can you transport people? to that place where they want to see and be a part of making those movements happen. That is a gift. And I believe everybody has the ability to bring that out in story. I think another thing you should bring in is impact. What are you doing in your organization or you as a human being to change the world? Do you have a story about how a modest gift maybe impact your organization? Because if you can draw that out, that allows a listener to visualize that they could be that donor. And I say modest gift because, you know, podcasting, I would not say at this point, we don't see it being a huge mechanism for going in and getting a major gift the first time that you come in. Of course, people have to be warmed. So talk about that first entry gift and make it seem very much like you want someone to come in and be a part of that. So A couple of last pro tips here. We would suggest having your social channels looking really sharp and plug them at the end or at least send people to your website and say, you can find me everywhere there if you don't want to list them all. But make sure before the interview goes live, you have a place that people can go and find you. And then if you have a freebie or a nice resource or a coupon code, we've had guests share that in the past and it feels like a nice little gift to our community. I'm not saying you have to have that, but it's a really nice win-win if you have a free resource that you can share to take the interview a little bit deeper and apply it. And then just to round out this whole section, my pro tip would be to just be human. And when you get to the interview, if you are nervous, tell the host that you are nervous. Or I've had some people email me before the interview and say that they get really nervous in interviews. And I honestly love it because- I do too immediately disarms the person. It honestly disarms us because nine times out of 10, we're really intimidated to be talking to the person that we are interviewing. Um, So just take pauses throughout the interview. If you're going down a rabbit trail and you're like, I actually don't really know where I'm going with this, just be human and ask them to cut it out. I think a lot of people have fear around the permanence of podcasts. Um, So just be human, admit that you're nervous and know that things typically can be edited out or reset or um, rephrased throughout the interview. So know that we're all nervous too. I'm really glad that we're just taking some time and pausing and just talking about our fears because addressing imposter syndrome 
is such a growth mindset, honestly. And it's, and I will tell you, we're, you know, 20 months into this company, we still have imposter syndrome all the time. So, you know, who's breaking out in hives right now, thinking about speaking to a faceless audience on a podcast? <laughs> Probably there are people out there. I mean, believe us, we feel your anxiety and we've seen in our guests, as Julia's mentioned. So, you know, remind yourself, you know what you're talking about. You're an expert. There is a reason you landed this interview. You have got this, and it's going to be an amplification of your mission. You are going to bring your story, your mission story, to someone who would have never known about it. This is a gift. Be prepared. Psych yourself up. And you know what? If you're still feeling nervous, it's okay, because John and Julie and I are going to share some of our private fears (laughs) that we had (laughs) with starting a, a podcast. And we just want you to know that this is a universal feeling, and it's okay. And John, I would love to know like what you were really afraid of before we hit the button. I'm not kidding. Like, What was I not afraid of in hitting that (laughs) button? You know, I could have analyzed a lot of aspects of it to death and never hit record. So I'm really glad we had a date and we had Chris Fox showing up at 11 o'clock or whatever time that was that day. But I'll say I was really scared of just like putting my own voice out there. I think for a long time in life, you think that you've got to show up and be a certain way or you have to project a certain level of intelligence or I've got this figured out. And I can gladly say that from the beginning, like I knew that's not sustainable. (laughs) That's not a good way to live in general, but like, just be yourself because the quirks about you are the stuff that people remember and endear people to you and connect you with people at the end of the day too. And so I think that I was scared of my own voice being out there, but I think as you lean in and just be yourself, like it's so much fun and it's ultimately sustainable too. You know, I think like if Becky and I didn't like each other, like we couldn't fake this. <laughs> Although didn't I love Lucy? They didn't really like each other or something. But oh, I'm so like, sad. I think of that all the time. Like we actually have a friendship. So we just get to like, we're actually play friends on podcasts too, but we're actually friends <laughs> in real life. And so it's so much easier. And the chemistry is easy because you're just being yourself. Like you're not trying to pretend. And so if you don't know the answer, admit you don't know the answer. It's great. Like this is a medium that we don't have all the answers. And I think embracing that is so healthy and good. So I think that's one of my fears at least. I can identify with that so much. And I will just say that my biggest fear was that I would misspeak and not factually um, as much as I did never want uh, my words to ever harm. I mean, I'm Enneagram too. I'm if you do the Myers-Briggs, I'm the har- the harmony character. And I just want everyone to feel safe and loved. And we're in such a contentious time in with social justice. And I believe so much in equity. And I never wanted to use the wrong words. I never wanted my privilege to outshine you know, the story of the guest or the moment that they were in. And I will just tell you that that is also not sustainable (laughs) because all of us have privilege that we're working through. And I'm working on being as woke as I can be and as empathetic as I can be. And the best I can do is when I misspeak, you know, I'll just say, I'm sorry. And I love our sweet friends who call us out and educate us. I can remember a time like Kashana Palmer, our dear friend, like was educating us on 
DEI language. And I so appreciate the way that she came in and was so maternal and understood that we were coming from a good place. And so one, if I ever hurt anybody's feelings on this podcast, I want to do carte blanche and tell you I'm sorry. Um, But I do think that there is power in finding your voice, John, and being very firm on the things that you care about and the values. And I find that the more I talk, the more confident I am, the more I feel like I can step into it. And I love being brave. I don't know that I've thought about that that much as an adult, but it is it is really an empowering growth thing to try to be brave. And that's, I think, the gift of what the podcast has given to me. So what about you, Julie? We're all kind of on the same wavelength. I promise we didn't talk about this beforehand. We didn't. This is so interesting. <laughs> Mine was, and I constantly still think about it, is that our words are so powerful. And I hope you know our team takes so seriously the content that we are putting out there and the guests that we um, have join us on the show. So just know that I'm constantly thinking about how much of an honor it is that we get to create this content and that we get to have some of these interviews and conversations with people who we've admired and some new friends that I can't imagine not knowing now. So I think I was just and still am fearful and knowledgeable of just how powerful um, our words are and how powerful um, having a platform is, no, no matter how big or small. And I don't ever want to get to a place where I don't have that kind of pit in my stomach because that means that we're taking it really seriously. Um, knowing how powerful our words are, kind of same as you, Becky, I wanted to really like take that seriously and honor it. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling all the warm fuzzies right now. The warm fuzzies are flowing. <laughs> I have to like, so as we close out the sort of fears and this mindset and you've got it, I got, we got to give you a hype affirmation right now. And so John and Julie were cracking up that I put this in, but I really want to say this out loud. <laughs> Name five people who love you right now. Okay. Are you thinking about them? Do you have their faces and their names in your head? That is a simple reminder that you are incredibly lucky and that the world won't end if you don't nail this interview. You have got this. This is a moment in time. You have got the moxie and the grit and the passion to take this and go with it. So know where your hype team and those five people plus these three people are loving you and rooting you on. You can do this. Okay. Can I like piggyback on that? Because I'm loving this space (laughs) of like gratitude. Like I think it's so powerful And like also visualize like owning this moment, like you've got this. And I think if you begin with that end in mind, you're going to be able to show up and exude that confidence because you know, you can't fail in this and you know, you're the expert. So just picture yourself just nailing this interview and it's going to go really well. If you can just embrace this being human and just having fun in the process. Um, So my final pro tip for this section, like anything, dating, job interviews, anything, it will get easier with each one. Um, So just rip the bandaid and join someone on a podcast and take a stab at this and just listen back to some of our very first episodes and you can probably hear the nerves in John and (laughs) Becky's voice. Totally. Some amateur editing while we were learning, but I'm just glad that we just started and know that um, it will get more comfortable with each time that you do it. But if you don't start, you're never going to get anywhere. Love it. Like do it scared, right? So, okay. We never claim to be expert business people. You know, we're fundraisers. So of course we're thinking through what, what happens after you have this really special moment or a gift in this case, an interview, you follow up with stewardship. And this is where, you know, we want to start rounding out the conversation. 
we've talked about from the very beginning, getting this platform, getting this opportunity is a huge gift. So how can you kind of reflect that back to the team, to the person, the host, if it's a solo show of just saying thank you. So if you're prepped like this, you're going to be an incredible guest. Let's just say they're going to love their time with you. They're going to be so appreciative that you came prepared and dropped value for their audience. But second, start thinking through a plan of how can you support the launch of this episode? You know, some of our friends are going to be dropping it just a few days after they record. Some people are way ahead of schedule. So maybe a month or so out. Either way, get in the headspace that, you know, when that episode's going to come out, how are you going to support them online? And yes, that begins with on your social channels, reposting, but I would challenge you to go even further. Like it's easy now to just literally click share, but it takes what another couple minutes to personalize it. And I would challenge you to go one step beyond just hitting share, but taking a couple minutes to share with your audience, why should they take a second to listen to this? It's not, Hey, I was on a podcast today. Look at me. But it's like, Hey, I talked about my fears of fundraising today on this podcast. and I'd love your feedback and hear what you think. The difference of that kind of share is going to get so much more engagement and encourage your friends to actually tune in and engage. And the second thing is I would say, plan to link back to the episode on whatever platform you have. So if that's your personal website or your own blog, or if you're working for an organization, find a home where people can engage with this content. Because if you've done this killer job, what a cool medium that now anybody coming to your website could come and experience. So find a home for that. And for your podcaster friends, that's a huge link back to their website and their podcast, which is a huge gift that you really can't buy. So that's a a really huge way to say thank you. And then there's the obvious, leave a rating and review. It's kind of like this currency of podcasts. It's hard sometimes to get those. So you can leave a really meaningful one once you've had a personal experience with the host Um, and just, you know, be engaged throughout the whole process. They individual show may have something specific they've asked you to do following through on that being kind will pay you back. And I'll say the relationships and the moments that we've created and just probably the 10 minutes before and the 10 minutes after a show has been such sweet time because it's the time that we be, do become friends. It's a time we learn how we can support each other and what you're working on and what your dreams are. And that has grown our hearts in a huge way, but it's also helped our businesses of the people that come on the show and future ideas because you really become friends in the process and Um, there's just a lot there. So don't leave all that on the table by just making this a transaction, you know? So lots there. Gosh, that was so good, John. And you know, everything that we, you just talked about is core value. Number six, this is what we get steward relentlessly. And I love your comment about, you know, be kind because that kindness honestly does come back. I mean, when we think about who we've interviewed, we truly, some of our dearest friends, some of them we've only spent like an hour with, and we have a great email relationship. You have an hour to connect with someone. If you make the most out of that, it can be so game changing and it could truly open a door to another interview or to another connection. So steward relentlessly and just finally pat yourself on the back. It's not every day you get invited to speak as an expert and a storyteller on a podcast. It's it's like getting to speak on the morning announcements in elementary school. Do you remember oh that? That God. was like God. such a coup. Way to go. <laughs> Everyone was once scared to turn on that microphone. So we're just saying, turn it on. Don't fear it. Just go for it. You've got this. So my final pro tip, just to close this out. I was asked one time when I was prepping a guest, they said, what have some past guests done that you felt like it was a really great interview? And I had never actually sat and thought about it. And my response to them, I think about it a lot now, is I tell people to speak to the head and the heart in an interview. 
So if you can bring some tactical, practical steps and get someone inspired to take action and they know what their next move is after they leave your podcast, um, and then you also round it out with some amazing stories, I think you'll be an incredible guest. So as you're prepping all of these things, just figure out how you can speak to the head and the heart, um, and you'll just have a really well-rounded interview. Another okay. sound sound advice and pro tip from our unicorn. Way to go. Absolutely. Okay. So I hope you're sitting there feeling really, really amped about getting on a show. And Becky threw down a challenge last week. So we need to resurface this challenge. But for our community week that happens in November, we want to get you on the show. Maybe you don't feel today like you're prepped for this. I hope this conversation has lifted your spirits and realized that you do have something huge to share with the world. So get engaged with the We Are For Good community and we'll share more information about to do that. We want your pitches. We want to know about your mission. What are you doing to change the world? How are you bringing your charisma and your story to it? We totally want to know and we want to host you here. Okay. This series is like coming to a close, guys. This feels kind of sad, right? (laughs) (laughs) But we hope it's inspired you and we hope that that you've taken notes and that you're more committed than ever to trying a new medium. It is such a goldmine if you're, again, brave enough and willing to take that leap. We believe you can do it and we will give you all those tools. So stay tuned with us too, because we have a boot camp that's coming out for people who really want to go deeper. We're going to be throwing in a bunch of freebies and templates and um, all the resources we have that we know we're going to pour that into the boot camp. So stay tuned. Yeah, we're so excited about this boot camp. And if you're Coming into this series, go to wepodcastforgood.com. We talked a lot about that in the planning stages, but that's a site that we've created just special for this episode that gives you all of the resources. So from each of these episodes, we've been dropping tools and our favorite tips, but going to that site is going to get you on our list because we're building this bootcamp that Becky just teased. It's literally going to hand you the playbook. Like we're going to cut months of time off of your effort and give you all the secrets that we figured out and all the templates to make it super easy. So go to wepodcastforgood.com and join us. Like we can't wait to hang out with you in that space. It's going to be super fun. Thanks for joining us for this series and just know that we're rooting for you. You can do this and you've got a hype team behind you. Grateful for you. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode was brought to you by our good friends at Auth0. With Auth0, your nonprofit can do more with a login box. Greet prospects and rabid fans of your mission with authenticity. Simply make it easier for your team to manage data. There's so much that Auth0 login experience can do. Visit Auth0.org for more info. If you enjoyed this episode, we know you'll love being part of the We Are For Good community. It's like our own social network where you can find like-minded friends, ask questions, share resources, and find inspiration anytime. Sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. Thanks, friends. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.